0: Welcome back to the Ancient Health Podcast, where we educate you on real health solutions that will help transform the way you live, feel, and overcome disease naturally. I'm your host, Courtney Versage, along with Dr. Josh Axe and Dr. Chris Motley. We're so happy you've joined us. Let's dive into today's episode.
1: Hey everybody, Dr. Josh Axe here. Welcome to the podcast. I've got some exciting news. I've got some friends here with me, Courtney Bursich and Dr. Christopher Motley, who I know you've heard from quite often. And today we're gonna continue to talk about food as medicine, natural remedies, and so much more. And Courtney is going to take over as host here, asking some questions for myself and Dr. Motley. Also wanna let everybody know in the future, we are changing the name of the podcast because it's not just me now, it is Courtney and Dr. Chris here. So the new name of our podcast is the Ancient Health Podcast. We're gonna be focusing on these ancient health principles. Everything from essential oils to herbs to superfoods that were used in ancient times. We're also gonna be talking about ancient things like grounding and earthing and just all kinds of things here on the show. We're gonna have some incredible guest experts and so I want to just encourage you to continue to tune in as now myself, Courtney and Dr. Chris here, uh, co-host the podcast here in the future and continue to have amazing guests and talk about all the things you love including food is medicine. So, Courtney, I'm going to hand it off to you. I know you got some questions for Dr. Chris and I and hey, we're excited to hear you, you know, share your wisdom. As well, by the way, just a little bit about uh, Courtney here Courtney is a certified health coach. She has helped coach thousands of people, people helping them reach a, a higher level of health. She's also a mom and has helped raise a healthy family. So excited to hear her perspective and all the things that you've done. I know in fitness and nutrition and everything else. And Dr. Chris, I know most people know you, Dr. Motley, but uh, you know, uh, Dr. Motley is a expert in ancient medicine like Chinese medicine, an expert in kinesiology, and all things herbs and you know conditions. And so we're going to talk about all that stuff as well. So anyways, Courtney, I'll let you uh, dive in with some questions here.
0: Yes. This is such a privilege. And truthfully, it's so fun to be here with both of you. Um, I've learned what's so cool is I've Long before we ever knew each other personally, I really like this is where I began. And this started years ago. Really after becoming a mom, I just realized there were so many things that I couldn't control. And and the anxiety of just feeling like health was just genetics, or it was something that, you know, we didn't have immediate access or control over. You know, really as like a new mom. I mean, it just it led me. To believe, like I, I'm, I don't know if I can be a caregiver for my family. I don't know how to do this, and I remember taking an essential oils course. This was years ago, and it was really the first. It was kind of like the first element of thinking, you know, I can do this. Like this is this is not something that is impossible for me to access and implement in my life and I can do it from home. And so I yeah. think what's really cool is that now, you know, there's, there's so much at our fingertips, like in our phones. I mean, we can consume content just not even thinking about it really. Um, but the confusing area, I think, can be that there's so much. And I think that, what is so great about ancient remedies and really this approach is that it really trims out all of the stuff that can get so overwhelming for people that they feel like, I can't do it.
1: And a lot of the fads, right? There are so many fads out there, diets, all these other things. And I think one of the things and one of the reasons why, Courtney, I'm so excited to work with you and Dr. Chris here is, is that you know what we teach, these are foundational principles that stand the test of time. They're everlasting. And so you're right, that removes a lot of the confusion. It
0: does. It simplifies things. And I think from looking at, you know, you don't even have to be a mom. You know, you could be a student any at any point in your life You know, there are ways that you can just start to identify, how can I be improving what my purpose is? You know, I need to be able to feel my best mentally and physically. And there are certain elements that we'll talk about a little bit more that allow us to say, this is going to change my life because I'm making an active effort to pursue these areas in the best way possible. And I think if you can compartmentalize, you know, some of those foundational pieces, all of a sudden, like life starts to come together in a in a more clear and better way and so it's exciting because It's not hard. Like health should not be hard. It should not be something that you get up and it's like another task to do. It should be fun because you're enjoying the process. And I want for people to be able to learn and it it be something that they're excited about because they see the improvement. So anyway, I could probably just keep rambling, but I won't because you guys are the experts. And I think that it's really great that both of you are here. So I want to maximize our time. Um, In talking about simplifying natural health, because there are so many fads, like you said. There's so many different little, you know, it could be dietary, it could be lifestyle, it could be biohacking. I think they all have a place, but if you're getting into this, you know, understanding what the core elements are, to me are the foundational principles. So can you define ancient remedies, how that fits into a modern day picture of health? You know, how we, and I know you said they stand the test of time, which is what's great. But what does that encompass? Like what does that look like in this like crazy modern world that we're living in?
1: Yeah, I think it starts with looking at the definition of health and looking at what makes up as what makes uh, us up as people and that is, you know, body, mind and spirit. And so one of the things that the ancient ancients always did is they really focused on healing people in their body their mind and their spirit and so you know we're gonna have recommendations around one around nutrition right so we know that nutrition and diet is so critical we also know that things like movement is very important right that we're outside and that we are moving on a regular basis. We also look at that sort of mind and spirit component. One of the things that Dr. Chris and I both teach a lot on, and Chris is one of the best in the world at this. In fact, Chris, I had him on the podcast not long ago where we talked about you know your Enneagram type and what that means for your health. We talked a lot about the Chinese, the five elements, how that impacts our health, but different emotions, uh, different mindsets actually affect different organ systems. And so really being able to speak to and address If somebody has hypothyroidism, we know it's typically a combination of there's some nutritional depletions there. Maybe it's B12 or selenium or other B vitamins. It could be an issue related to emotions. There's too much fear and somebody's in a fight or flight state. We got to bring that down. And there's some herbs that help that. So there are all kinds of things here as well. Um, one of the things too, I love Dr. Chris speaking on this because Dr. Chris is still in practice. You know, I think that, that that means so much. One of the things, and I'm very committed to this, there's a lot of researchers out there and people that study in lives, even today, when you look at something like, you know, this big global thing that's threat, you know, that people see as a big threat to society. The people that are speaking on it that most people are trusting today have never been in practice. They've actually never seen patients with these conditions. And so this is one of the things I love about Dr. Motley is you are still seeing patients on a regular basis, and you're helping them with everything from viral conditions to autoimmune disease to Lyme to all kinds of issues. So, Dr. Chris, talk to us a little bit about sort of what what Courtney went off of there. Is when you're seeing a patient today, what are all the, you know? What is ancient? What do ancient remedies and taking care of somebody from an ancient perspective? What does that mean to you? And also, what does that look like in, in your in your practice?
2: I think that when you approach a patient, I think with ancient uh, remedies, ancient healthcare is always about unison and not looking at the body as a reduced or reductionist viewpoint, like tearing them apart. Because today, most of the time, it's usually instead of being really healthcare, it's sick care. So you have uh, uh, individuals and doctors who compartmentalize saying, oh, you have a heart problem oh, you got to go get a kidney problem checked out, then go to this other doctor for another condition. The thing I love about Chinese medicine is when I first started to get into it, and Dr. Ax and I talk about, we look about facial features. We look at a person's physical signs and symptoms because back in ancient times, they didn't have ability to do complete blood counts or MRIs or CAT scans, but they had to understand that the connectivity of the body would represent itself in certain other areas, such as the hands, the face, the eyes. So they had to use that as a way to understand what's going on in the body. Now, for me in practice, it's really amazing whenever you start to learn how to look at the elements of the body, how to look at Enneagrams and even like uh, Ayurvedic body types. And they would tell you like, if the person has a puffiness in the face in this area or if they have lines on this area of the eyes, that could mean a kidney problem. And we talk about it. I used to think when I first thought, I was like, this is a little unusual. But then when I would go back to their labs, they had kidney problems and so now it's really instead of going well you need to go to the kidney doctor chinese medicine ancient medicine would say well if you have kidneys that are very fatigued that automatically tells me you have adrenal fatigue which may not feed the heart enough energy so you can have a person having heart palpitations but it coming from the kidneys
1: yeah so ancient remedies
2: ancient health is a way to like give people simple information saying well i got a heart problem uh do i have to go to this other doctor i'm like no they're all correlated and i think that's what's beautiful about ancient remedies and you say those statues those, those that te- uh, stand the test of time i'm with you like in practice i'm telling you i have not veered away from the principles yeah
1: and one other thing too and i think this is so critical especially today in this environment in the world we're living in today and that is looking at things from a big picture perspective you know, what happens so often in science today is people get down and they're looking th- looking at things under a microscope, but they're, they miss the big picture. And I'll give an example here. I hope this doesn't sound too political, but if it does, then I promise you'll be all right. You're going to be healthier for it. So, <laughs> you know, when I think about it, you got someone like Dr. Fauci, who's looking at things as a virologist and some people who are just they're looking at the disease and they're saying, hey, we need to treat the disease this way. The thing is, though, when you step back and look at the big picture, you've got to understand, okay, what are the side effects of your treatments, though? Um, What are the things if we go on and do a huge mask mandate, if we do all these mandates, what what are the side effects we're seeing? Suicide rates increase. We're seeing alcoholism. We're seeing drug use. We're seeing depression. We're seeing people out of work. We're seeing all of these things. So what? What truly needs to happen is pe- when you have an ancient perspective as a physician, what you're really trying to do is you're trying to say, I'm trying to save the most lives possible, and I'm trying to help the most amount of people, the largest amount of people, have freedom in terms of getting their health and their family's health as. to to, to the optimal level. And so when you're doing that, it it does change the way you look at things. If your job is to just kill a virus and that's your only job versus, no, my job is for all of mankind to be as healthy as possible. You tend to take a longer term approach rather than a short term approach. An example of this is antibiotic use, the overprescription of antibiotics. Today, there are so many kids being prescribed antibiotic medications. It's not only killing the good bacteria, it's it's killing the bad bacteria and the good bacteria in their gut. Now the risk of leaky gut syndrome, allergies, asthma, autoimmune disease, cancer, all increases because you use that versus. So, hey, that short term, it didn't work in the short term. It did. But now long term, There's more damage. The same thing is happening in the world today and our healthcare system. And there are natural things. Hey, take probiotics, take ancient remedies like oil of oregano and colloidal silver and all of these other things that can work. Echinacea, elderberry, there are lots of natural remedies. So anyways, I didn't mean to go on a big tangent there, but to say, as we're talking about what's the ancient perspective, it's all of these things. It's what Dr. Chris said. It's looking at the body where it functions as a whole. Your kidneys affect your heart. Your heart affects your liver. All these things are in. Interconnected. It's a big picture perspective. And it's also an eternal perspective in terms of it's, 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 these are everlasting principles that never change.
0: That's so good. And I, I, you know, it's so funny too that macro approach as opposed to being so myopic, like just narrow minded. And I, you know, I think that it's really unfair for a lot of people too because they get a diagnosis, you know, they have something that's, it's just one label, and now it's, well, I just need to fix that thing. But what fixes that thing is zooming out and looking at the full picture of what you're doing yes. every day, mm-hmm. mind, body, and spirit. Oh, you know, what are you doing to nurture your soul? What are you doing to reduce stress? Those all drive disease, and the symptoms are the byproduct of the systemic breakdown. And it's it's always more than one system because one system gets compromised, but we know they're all connected. Yeah. So it's just, it's, and it takes a long time and we live in such a society and a culture where we need instant gratification. I mean, we know that our our phones, it's like dopamine, just you know those initial uh, yeah. hits. So we get conditioned in every area of our life to think that we need to have an answer, we need to feel improvement, mm. all of these things need to happen immediately. But the big lifestyle healing, like that yeah. overall full body healing doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time. It takes consistency. It takes practices over and over and over. But you begin to restore function. Yeah. And that is that is what we're ultimately looking for. And like you said, like restoring function, there's no downside or side effect.
1: Well, and the truth is when you restore function, as you're saying, you can heal from anything. Think about this. If you have a strong immune system... You can get certain viral infections. You can be exposed to bacteria and funguses, and your body is strong enough to fight it off because your body heals itself. A lot of times we're looking from the outside in, I want an antibiotic. Even I want a natural thing. Your body heals itself. If you can strengthen up your immune system, you can strengthen up your organ systems, your body can heal itself. Another ancient thing just uh, made me think of here is you're talking about identities and labels. You know, Dr. Chris, I know you've had this happen a lot. Oftentimes, somebody gets diagnosed with something like Lyme or fibromyalgia, And sometimes one of the negative things that can happen is it actually becomes part of their identity and they feel like I have fibromyalgia and this sort of becomes something that they feel like they'll never get over. But Dr. Chris, I know you've helped, you and I have talked about this. You've literally helped thousands of people reverse type two diabetes, heal from Lyme's disease to where there's no more, you know, they're doing blood work and it's not showing up anymore. What what, what is your approach in doing that in terms of like, hey, what what are some of the things, like, like, let me give you an example. Let's talk about Lyme disease. Mm There's a lot of Lyme patients out there. When you're treating somebody in the ancient way of Lyme disease, what are some of the things you typically do for that person?
2: I agree. I think that how you guys were talking about um, how a person will tag uh, a condition or an infection in their body, like, I have this condition. And I think about ancient uh, remedies, ancient um, health practices, where they often, you say, took a look, take a look at the spiritual aspect of a person. So we know that if a person emotionally and spiritually connects, to an infection, they're starting to set up programs in their body and their brain to start to tag that infection as a mixture of their own identity. And I think one of the biggest things when you have a Lyme disease patient, one of the hardest things to break from them is that I'm never gonna get out of this because this is who I am and this is where I'm at. And whenever uh, the the culture, and maybe I'm getting a little soapbox, when the culture starts to view everything as reductionist, a person will have one condition of symptom like brain fog or uh, heart palpitations, or have achy joints, and they'll think, well, I don't never think I'll get rid of this one condition. The reductionist viewpoint is, that's what they'll focus on. I'm like, well, your brain fog is coming from your liver not being able to detoxify. Mm-hmm. So you're not looking at it globally or as an unholistic viewpoint. And I think the one thing that's changed when we approach uh, Lyme disease is that if a patient comes in, I have to re- <clears throat> remind them that it's like community when you're isolated and you have a reductionist viewpoint, you don't see the whole picture. And so when we look at nature, you'll look at herd mentality, uh, but yeah. how do herds prosper? How do flocks of birds prosper? They use each other. And so you have to realize that your body uses each part as a little member to fix the one problem. Like my heart has to borrow energy from my kidney and my liver has to borrow energy from the heart. If you forget that, you are losing a lot of the game with lyme disease so when a patient comes in and they go oh i have lyme disease and you find evidence in their heart i wouldn't go and just say i'm going to clean it out of your heart but like no let's find the kidneys are they strong enough can they take the energy the electricity and push it up to your heart can your liver then take the load and so ancient remedies like in in your book when they talked about how this is congruent how they're congruent together but also the emotional aspect If a person has weak kidneys they're going to be fearful if they have a weak liver, they're going to be angry. So yeah. it's really like getting them prepped and then letting them know, like, you have to have a way to not only heal your spirit and your mind, but don't feel alone or abandoned.
1: Yeah. And here's the other thing about this ancient health perspective. And one of the things I appreciate the way Dr. Chris, you tease patients, I know when you've health, done health coaching, Courtney, you've done the same thing. It's a personalized approach. You know, so often today, you know, I I remember this even going to the doctor growing up and it's like, you know, a herd mentality. It's a herd of people going in, everyone, same prescription for everybody, no matter what. And I know that you customize and create very specific because everybody's a unique individual. Even if somebody has Lyme, not every Lyme patient needs the exact same thing. They need different things. But talk to us this, Chris, when you have somebody come in to see you personally as a patient, what are some of the typical, if they have lime, what are some of the things you typically recommend for them lifestyle-wise? What are some, maybe some foods or herbs or supplements that you recommend to those people?
2: Definitely. I think that we always talk about how uh, food is medicine. And that's the first thing I always talk to them. I ask them, uh, how much protein intake do you have? How much sugar intake and starches? So the first thing I always find out is if they have high starch or high sugar intake, I'm telling them you need to cut that out because the infections will eat the sugar. And your joints are made of glucosamine, which glucose is sugar. It's in your joints. So they'll eat your joints. The more sugar you eat, the more it'll tear you up. Also, if you heat high amounts of like beef, I love beef, I'm saying, but the thing is, it can turn into ammonia, which can make you have a little more head fog. So I say maybe more plant based diet. Use those things like green juices, use more turmeric and more ginger, those things to clean out your system. So I always go in there, low sugar. Nice fish and poultry, sometimes like bison. And I get that thing moderated to where it's like I take a lot of pressure off their liver. The other part is that when I go into herbs and spices, I use, always say, try to use as many spices as you can. So I love to use um, Japanese knotweed. I use, like to use cat's claw. I use, uh, One of the things you got me on was astragalus oh, yeah. and artemisia, and after that, I just wore it out. So whenever those are the some of the top four, astragalus, artemisia, cat's claw, and knotweed, and when you get those in the right amounts, their body will kill off the parasites and infections. Yeah, and here's the
1: th- amazing thing about what Dr. Chris is saying. Again, the approach is different than this ancient approach, and all the things you're gonna continue to learn on. This this podcast moving forward is is that Dr. Chris is not treating the Lyme; he's strengthening the body so that patient's actually own body, their own immune system, will kill off the Lyme and keep it, you know, keep it at bay forever. So it's a very different mentality. Yes,
0: yeah, yeah, and I I think that that's so beautiful too. And you know, one thing that I know that any of our listeners or and I, I can even speak personally too, when you're in that compromised state, when you're in that place where you know. It's like your your body's been hijacked because yeah. Yeah. you you don't have the you know mental clarity you don't have the physical capacity and the strength and you know you can feel better but you can't really see how you're gonna get there because yeah. you just don't have the strength to do it and I think that that could be one thing that you know ancient remedies like getting started you know if you're somebody that's in that compromised state and you're like well maybe I don't have access to you know, somebody like yourself that's in practice or they just feel like I I just need a couple of steps. Like what 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 do those steps look like for me that can get me headed on a trajectory of healing that's just very accessible and tangible. Even going like I love herbs and spices yeah. too. I think I that's like oh it's Probably like a mild form of therapy is like going to like yeah. some <laughs> natural market and I just smell it's like a everything. Candy store, yes, yeah. it's a whole experience. I'm like, I can't bring the kids. I'm like, no, no, don't. <laughs> I was like, this is my time. But for somebody that's like, yes, like this is speaking to me. I feel like this is the approach I need to take. But I, I don't even know where to begin with, you know, some of these different areas. And I know you talked a lot about lifestyle and nutrition being big components. Um, but what, is there anything else that you're like, this is step one, two, and three. These are the, this is the progression I would take to start getting you moving in the right direction.
2: I, I think Dr. Axe was talking about, it's like the perfect start. Like the two things they say in, in Chinese medicine is the circulation of electricity and the circulation of blood. So whenever we've had conversations in the past is that like the two places that I usually start with the Lyme patients, I always monitor their heart and their kidneys. And the kidneys really incorporate the adrenals and the thyroid. So you always look into herbals, foods, spices that start off healing the heart and healing the kidneys. And the biggest thing that many people get affected by in um, healing any infection is that like Dr. Axe was saying, he goes, "Oh, I'm going to kill this one virus. I'm going to kill this one thing. You're like, no, you have to build energy. I would not give somebody who is fatigued all day, like they ran a marathon, and say, "Hey, I want you to go dig some more potholes." Yeah, no, yeah. you're not gonna do that. Like, here's a here's a protein bar. Eat that, and maybe you can do the rest. So the difference is on the on the podcast in the institute. Like when you start to give people information, it's like, how do I build good circulation? How do I build proper energy production? Because if you get your energy production, and your blood circulating, they say in Chinese medicine, you're gonna get rid of ninety percent of your problems.
1: Yeah, and let me let me take this from what Chris is saying and kind of. In, in, in what I think, the way that I do this. So one, when Chris is talking about energy, now in Chinese medicine, they call this qi, which some people think that sounds like a strange word, but this qi, this energy, it's what runs your organs. It's 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 really important. And then blood flow, by the way, the root cause of cancer we know in Chinese medicine is lack of blood flow. It's called blood stasis and lack of qi flow, which is lack of energy moving through your own body and system. But I do this every morning and I do it with my food. And I do it with my um, with my mind, and so I do every morning. Like, here's a big thing: even if you can't change every meal, just change breakfast. Think about that. Even if you just change breakfast, that's one third of your diet. That's a big change. So eat a, eat a great breakfast. Something like. Uh, you know, a collagen smoothie. It's, it's maybe a cup of berries like blueberries. It's a little bit of healthy fat in something like coconut milk and maybe a scoop of like a collagen protein or a bone broth protein. And that's it. Just that breakfast where you're getting antioxidants and you're getting fiber from the blueberries and you're getting healthy fat and you're getting some collagen. So you're getting that energy Dr. Chris is talking about in the morning. Even if you just change one single meal, listen, way to go. That's a big change. Number two, I do something every morning called my spiritual triathlon. Yes, I spend yes, five minutes getting grateful, five minutes reading something like my Bible in five minutes just in prayer meditation and when you start off five minutes saying everything you're grateful for man talk about building up some energy in your life I mean that it's that's energy building in 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 ancient medicine so hey if you want to start off in the right way I think a great place to start is change your breakfast change that morning routine whether it's just getting grateful or doing that full full spiritual triathlon for 15 minutes but I think those things can go uh, go a long way
0: yeah, that's such a good point. And I think it is important to realize too, like that is not our nature. So unless you are actively yeah. pursuing that, and I was listening to somebody um, speaking about this recently, and she was saying, it's not, you don't actually have to work to drift.
1: You just Whoa, have to stop
0: pursuing what it was that you were going after. Wow, that's good. And that's really that good. could be, I mean, that just wow. to me resonated because I thought, gosh, that applies to everything. Your spiritual life, your health, your family, your relationships—if you're not actively getting up and choosing the things that are before you that you value, where you're, where you see yourself going—you, all you have to do is take your foot off the gas, and all of a sudden, you're going to start moving in a different direction. And if you do it long enough, you'll wake up, and all of a sudden, your reality looks completely different.
1: Yeah, and it's just—it's you know—it's priorities and planning, right? It's that that sort of thing. And so, even having a plan—you know—in your health, having a plan and all these. Exactly. Exactly. but I love it. That's so good, Courtney.
0: Yeah, I I just, you know, and that's where I feel like for a lot of people, you know, if health to you is a chore, like it's not going to be something you can sustain for very long because you're going to get up and think it's one more thing I have to do.
1: I, I was having a conversation with, with somebody recently and they said one of their issues is, is motivation. But th- this, they said that this action has helped them is, is that rather than like they want to be, they don't want to go and train and run and do like a 10K. And, and so what they started doing was, and I gave them this advice and they started doing it as they said, okay, I just started getting out, like doing just an easy next step. So they said, I got out my running shorts and my shoes and my water bottle. And I set those out the night before. It's not that hard. I do that. It's pretty easy. And they said, and then I have my phone across, you know, across the room from me, the alarm goes off. I get up, I put those things on and I tell myself, I don't even have to run today. I just have to go on a short walk. And they go on a short walk and I said, once I get a mile in, I say, hey, if you feel up for it after walking a mile, then run one mile. Wow. Okay, yeah. after you one mile in the run, then run two. And they try and run three miles. But I think it's that sort of thing too. Hey, building up some momentum for yourself. Totally. yes. You yes. know, and being kind to yourself too. Not putting yourself pressure. Hey, even if yo, know, hey, you know, go five minutes. And if you can do five minutes more, then great. And if you can't, hey, you did five minutes and that's great too.
0: That's so good. That's such a great point. I think that it, it it's You know we talked about like the micro and the macro and we can isolate certain parts of our nutrition we can isolate certain parts of our our health but if you really zoom out you know our our time on earth is so finite it's so small and if you want to maximize and really step into what you're called to and be in alignment with your purpose you've got to be able to pause and and really zone or zoom out a little bit Mm -hmm. and just look at and say what parts of my life? What am I choosing? What is serving, you know, my purpose to fulfill what it is that I'm here to do? And I think that that alone, I mean, it it really creates a shift mentally. And all of a sudden, like, you know, the things like, you know, all, all of your lifestyle and your health and your nutrition and everything else, it all starts to come together. And you start to see how everything, like the body, the human body that was so incredibly and uniquely designed can start to work together so effortlessly. Yeah. Um, but the mindset practices are so big, and I think you really hit it on the head with you know where you start your morning. Like get up and choose those practices. If you do nothing else, I promise you that will make such a big difference because all of a sudden you are geared now to be headed in the right direction as opposed to just going through the motions every day. So let, so Dr. Motley and I, this has been really fun for us and we'll make a little bit of a segue here into um, kind of that educational component. You know, if you're somebody that's thinking, okay, this is this is resonating. This is exactly what I'm. I'm searching for. Like I'm looking to put all the pieces together, not just to compartmentalize one area of my life, but to really see everything come together in harmony. Um, the Institute of Ancient Health and Nutrition is really built to serve people in all of those areas, utilizing these ancient health principles. So, can you, uh, Dr. Axe, give us a little bit of, um, just shed some light a little bit on the institute as a whole for somebody that's like, I want to. To learn and I'm excited to learn more because it is a journey. I mean, yeah. you you know you, you have to stay in a position of learning, you know, to because your body is never the same, which is really I mean, every season it's going to evolve and change and need a different set of unique lifestyle approaches for you to feel your best. So, in some of you know your courses, essential oils, things like that, what are you looking to accomplish? You know, to help people kind of create that sequence of learning that allows them to take their health back in their own hands and make choices that are good for them.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the, the big reason why I founded the Institute of Ancient Health and Nutrition was, you know, I wanted to help equip people to go out there and help transform lives, including their own and their families. And so when I think about these ancient health principles, um, you know, I think that they're just so critical. You know, when I first got into practice, um, I, I was taught a lot of these, but not, 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 not all of it. And so, you know, I started noticing over time, you know, and Dr. Chris, you saw this too. Sometimes you'd, you'd have patients who would get 50% better, sometimes 80%, sometimes hundred percent, but not all of them. And so you start figuring out how do I get those people that maybe you'll see a 50% improvement, but how do I get them that last 50% to where they feel like, Hey, I'm completely healed now. I'm completely healthy. And it's through these ancient principles, and so one of the things that I'm on mission to do, and I'm so excited to be partnered with with both of you in this, is helping educate people and teach people these ancient health principles: how to use food as medicine, how to use lifestyle and mindset medicine, how to prescribe and recommend certain herbs for different conditions, and and some uh, natural therapies for, for for specific conditions as well, and how to prevent disease. And so thinking about it like this, you know, when you have today when when i when somebody comes to me and they have an issue like hypothyroidism i kind of want to put th- th- things into three categories you've got the conventional you've got the more natural, and then you have sort of this ancient approach, which I believe is the most advanced approach. If somebody comes in with hypothyroidism to a doctor today, they're typically prescribed a drug like Synthroid, which never gets to the root of the problem and will always have side effects. In fact, if you look at any single medication, there isn't a single one because they're synthetic chemicals that don't have a side effect on the body. And so so that's obviously not going to be good long-term. You then have a natural approach, which a lot of like integrative, doctors and some chiropractors and things are are doing which i think tend to be very good but not all of them are going as far as the ancient approach the more natural approach is hey let's make some diet changes a lot of times hey there's one diet for everybody so you'll have doctors say follow paleo follow keto follow vegan you know and do a blanket approach to everybody and then they'll also say okay you've got something like hypothyroidism hey Take an herb like ashwagandha. I've heard that's good. Maybe you know some B vitamins, something like that. Where I think I really want to be able to continue to teach people, and myself, and Dr. Chris, and yourself, and others that we have in this Ancient Health Institute, we go a whole step further, and we say, "This is a personalized approach." You know, we're going to teach people how to use food and lifestyle as medicine for that person and their individual, uh, individual genetic makeup. So hey, if you come into me and you have hypothyroidism, I'm also noticing that there is a digestive component and an adrenal component, and we need to address those issues as well because those are affecting the thyroid. So hey, if there's an adrenal component, we need to give you some more B vitamins like vitamin B12, um we also need to do some adaptogens like the ashwagandha but also maybe reishi mushroom and and some others that are going to help and then hey there's a digestive component there like Hashimoto's thyroiditis mm-hmm. so we need to start healing the gut we need to do some collagen we need to do some probiotics we need to do some glutamine uh we need to do some more bone broth and there's some specific foods that help heal the gut lining cooked vegetables certain types of bone broth some omega's some other things that are going to help in repairing some ginger a licorice root they're going to help. And repairing that gut lining. And then the lifestyle component. We know that your adrenals are in a fight or flight state. We need to lower the fear. Hey, what's the root cause of that fear? When did you first have fear in your life? Oh, you're, you have fear of failure. Let's figure out that. How do we fix that together? So in this institute, we are getting to the root cause of the health problem. It's all about using food and lifestyle medicine to, re, to treat the root cause of disease. And with that, people will be learning about the top herbs for healing, the top supplements, the top essential oils, this top lifestyle practices, the top emotional transformations and, and mindset practices to help them heal. So really that's a big focus on how, how we focus on healing people and, and educating people at the Ancient Health and Nutrition Institute.
0: I love that. It's so exciting. And I can tell you from I, eight years ago, if you told me I would even be sitting here with with both of you, I would have been like, what? That's just so far. That's so far out there. But this is for you. And and if it's intimidating because a lot of these words or herbs or, you know, whatever uh, terminology we're using just seem foreign, that's okay. Like you can actually experience a lot of health improvement with just a couple small changes. And you know, health happens over time. So what we wanna do is give you digestible pieces that just keep you learning and keep you implementing the things that are going to radically transform your health long-term. You don't have to have everything all in place at the same time to experience healing. And, and I think that that is, you know, it can be a little daunting, especially if you start getting into this because you start realizing there's a lot that I don't know. Like there's a, there's a lot that's out there.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's so much value. And again, just taking the pressure off of saying, hey, I'm going to listen to a podcast like this just on a weekly basis. And I'm going to just pick up one thing. And here's what I found for myself over time is that, hey, I learn a thing and then another thing and another thing. And over time, all of a sudden, a year later, I'm like, I'm like wow, I'm making all of these conscious choices and some of them subcon like without even realizing doing things because i've been educating myself and feeding myself these good things over and over and over again, which I think is so great. I want to mention this with the Ancient Health Institute as well, you know, that this nutrition school was birthed out of this podcast and really saying, hey, I want to continue to offer people an opportunity to get a greater degree of education and training. So if somebody is just a lay person, but they're saying, hey, I want to learn more advanced nutrition stuff. Uh, I, I love what I'm learning on the podcast, but I want to continue to learn more. This is for them. It's also for people that are uh, medical doctors and chiropractors and functional medicine docs or health coaches or somebody saying, I want to become a certified health coach, or I want to get this sort of nutrition training and just go deeper and broaden my education and knowledge to help people get better results. It's for those people as well.
2: I, I agree. I think that whenever, um, whenever you have to go to seminars and classes to learn, um, I always tell myself there's one rule. You're not going to know 90%. You're going to remember 90%. I always say take 10% of what you learn and apply it on Monday because eventually over so many years or so many weeks, I actually have a good repertoire of things to actually help a patient. And I always say you have to fumble through that with the knowledge, because many times people will learn something and they think I have to digest this whole thing and learn it and be perfect at it. I'm like, I've been doing practice for almost 20 years. It's that's why I call it practice. You have to practice every day. It's not like you're an expert at it. I always tell myself that there's two ways to always learn something. You have to learn the connectivity and the simplicity. You always have to know how things are connected but do it so simple that you go, don't try to have too many pieces, just go this equals this connected to this. And once you learn connectivity, the all the aspects of the human body, like the structure, the chemistry of it, the organs, the emotions, the spiritual side, you start to take those little tidbits and go, oh yeah, liver was part anger. Did your, was your dad an angry person and his genetics have anger genetics in there? That could be a problem with you. And those are the little things, that those little light bulbs that go off in your head. And when you're a health coach, when you're somebody that's in a functional medicine, you go, heavens, we just solved that just by taking the small tidbits and making it very simple and very connected. That's what I love.
1: This is what makes somebody a great doctor or a great health coach or practitioner, is that the ability to think. Yes. What most people are doing today and most doctors and even people following these people is saying, hey, there's one size fits all approach. Hey, you've got this. Here's a medication. Here's a drug. Here's a mandate. Yeah. And that's and that's really it versus being able to think in what you said. It's connect the dots of realizing, oh, listen, I know your thyroid. I, I know you've been diagnosed with a thyroid problem. But that's not the root of the problem. It's your heart, it's your liver, it's your digestive system. It's your, it's something else going on in your body and knowing that this affects this and this and, and seeing those patterns, Dr. Chris. And this is why you're such a great practitioner, is you're so intuitive and in being and just great at being able to connect those dots. But I know that is something else we obviously are going to teach a lot here on this podcast Definitely. and in the ancient health and nutrition institute.
0: Yeah. And I think that, you know, that also speaks to being able to. To take control of your own health and realizing that nobody will know your body like you do, mm-hmm. so there is some active role that you have to play at some point. Mm-hmm. Like even having the best physicians and doctors working with you is awesome, and and it is hard to find somebody that can really think critically and and unpack you know traumas and all of the different surrounding circumstances that have led to what your health looks like today. But if you're not actively involved in trying to Unpack these things and learn a little bit about, about how your body functions, it's gonna be really, really hard for you to experience your best in terms of your physical and mental health. Yes. You know, without trying to participate a little bit. Yeah. So um, but again, like it's this is where it can be really fun if you're surrounded by people and and really start putting practices in place on a daily basis, whether it's listening to a podcast or reading a chapter in a book, those single tiny steps, the one little things. I mean, If I listen to a podcast or read a book and I get like one concept out of it, that, that one concept I can tell you will stick yeah. like it's it's the one thing and I'm like if everything else you know there's probably a lot of like gold nuggets in there but there may just be one piece for you so if the, if I could even offer one bit of advice it's just be show up in one capacity or another just to try to improve your health because it will serve you down the road but you've got to be a player in the game like you've <laughs> got to be yep. able to do that and that's really what we set this up to be and it's it's a community and it's, it's an environment where you can continue to learn but we want you to be able to trust the advice that's given. And I love that it's ancient remedies, these things, these principles. This isn't something that, you know, you just dreamed up of. It's stuff that's been used for hundreds, you know, centuries. And and it's been proven to be effective without having a lot of the side effects that we're seeing with healthcare, yeah. modern healthcare.
2: Yeah. I think that whenever we look about ancient remedies, that... Um, when people look at information like healthcare, they're like, oh my word, it's just too much to, to take care of. But I'm like, if you really look at like a lot of, uh, the way ancient remedies, like they say the circulation of uh, energy or chi, it's electrical, it's bipolar electrical energy in your body. But the, the Chinese, they related it to like, we talk in biological terms, the Krebs cycle, your energy cycle, the, the mitochondria in your cells. And you think, oh goodness, I don't wanna go into that. But the crazy thing is all the cycles, when you learn about them are all this, they're basic. They oh, yeah. don't change. And so if you learn the basic components of it, you're like, I'm basing all this information on some very basic cycles and old ancient remedies. And you can go to any old biochemistry handbook and you can read them. And I'm like, no, all the pharmaceuticals we have today are based on all the old texts of biochemistry. They just took great plants and made them synthetic. And the problem is like good plant remedies that when you take them, the knowledge how they were created is like, oh, this plant works on these cells. But they also have multiple effects, a holistic approach. But what pharmaceuticals have done, and they're not putting down all pharmaceuticals, is they've like, oh, we're going to synthesize this down so it affects only one sens- sensory and one, um, yep. one receptor. And that causes side effects. So we see like in ancient remedies, how do we multiply? How do we show all the connectivity and all the parts? So you can make things simplified if you just know some of the small components of each part. Well, the other
1: thing in the ancient health perspective, it's like, hey, I'm trying to give your body a gentle nudge Oh yeah, in rebelling itself. In in, in the conventional medical system, when you're looking at a drug or medication, they are very potent and very strong. Oh, my goodness. Where it's like, we are forcing your body to do something, and we're going to continue to force it to do something. For the rest of your life, most of the time they'll say, "Hey, right. be on this drug the rest of your life." And so Chinese medicine wasn't like that. It was like you know, it, it was very. For instance, with chronic pain, hey, I've got chronic pain, so I'm going to put you on a pain medication for a long period of time, like opioids or something else. Chinese medicine was like, "What's the root cause of it? It's inflammation. Let's take some herbs. Let's do some things to lightly kind of help you know nudge your body and and get your body to." you know, balance out inflammation. And a lot of times, hey, you can reduce those herbs or they're culinary. So they're kind of like food in the first place. It's just a very, it's a very very different approach. It is. Yep. Yep. I
2: always always think, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No,
0: I I just was going to say to that point with with, you know, starting on that trajectory of forcing the body, you almost never see the pattern where somebody starts, you know, painkillers or whatever it is, and then all of a sudden they just don't need them because yeah. those, you know, you start and like now the body it, it, that we have disrupted the harmony in the body. And now we're, we're creating, you know, some issues in other systems that now need to be medicated.
1: And, and this is the way that I believe God created sort of things to work and that what, what vitamins and minerals do in a lot of herbals is they support your body in doing what it's already trying to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Vitamin C, vitamin yeah. D, yeah. zinc, these are just supporting your own body. Your body needs them to for your immune system to function. When you're taking an antibiotic or you're taking an immune suppressant, like a lot of people take immune suppressant drugs now, you're literally forcing the body to do something it's naturally trying to do. Your body is trying to heal you, your body's trying to rebalance itself. And so, and, and again, I think about this in terms of, Again, just think about the way the world works. These are principles that work in all things. Think about your government. When you have a government that's trying to force you to do something you don't want to do, it's typically not the best thing versus, hey, we're going to support you in getting healthy. Wow. We're going to support you and give you the freedom to do your best. I'm not trying to make this a political show, but these are everlasting principles that are true in life and health and in all things. Mm. That's
0: so good. Okay. So- wow. I think that just like really just ties a pretty bow around all of it because it really encapsulates, you know, the message. That's right. And it's not just for Dr. Axe. It's not just for Dr. Motley. You know, it's for everybody. Like these are things that really, to me, like this should have been the first line of defense. This should have been the original approach. And it, and it was, but somewhere along the line, you know, we've kind of, Created some missteps, and um, but the thing is, as long as you're living and breathing, you have breath in your lungs. Like your body has the ability to heal. Yeah, and I think that you know if you're listening to this, like it's it's not too late. Like you can start today. You can start now, and there are things that you can actively do um, that will you'll start to to see the byproduct and the fruit of that. But it is it's sowing seeds. It's creating new patterns. It's doing this more than once, yeah. and it's coming back. You know, coming back and learning and continuing to implement. So okay. Well, just to end on kind of more of a fun note, I wanna ask you guys a couple rapid fire questions. Oh, really um, do it. Which we may have kind of gone over this. <laughs> We may have touched on these a little bit. Um, what would be, we'll start with you, Dr. Axe. what is kind of your one non-negotiable everyday that you do? It could be a habit, it could be a practice, it could be food, it could be, you know, any of those things.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna cheat and do two, but it's what I already mentioned. It's for for me, it's it's having a, a great breakfast, uh, something like a, you know, a collagen smoothie. Uh, getting the healthy fats, some antioxidants, uh, you know uh, some collagen in there and then doing a spiritual triathlon. If I do those things, I, I feel so good the rest of my day. and I, I'm a, I am a creature of I believe you know win the morning, win the day. So after that you know Chelsea and Arwen get up, I connect with family a bit I tend to then do a quick workout. but when I do that that's pretty much every morning for me, I feel like hey I'm you know I won the morning, I won the day.
0: Yep. That's so good. All right. What about you, Dr. Conley? Um, no,
2: I, I think that um, Dr. Josh t- got me into doing this. Um, I Really, it's um, spiritual practice, uh, prayers and meditations for at least even uh, 10 minutes right at the very beginning and uh, two glasses of water. I know that may, but um, a lot of research that shows how water flushes the system, of course, and keeps you hydrated. But, yeah. um one at one time we talked about our kidneys and he's like, well, you, if you have dehydrated kidneys, you're not going to create any energy. And I was like, well, I am not drinking any water in the morning. How do you expect to actually have any charge in your battery if you don't do that? So my That's non-negotiable. Yeah. Do you do
0: room temperature water? Yep. Room temperature. Do you add any like sea salt or lemon or anything? I,
2: I have. I've, I've used, Sometimes it sounds gross, but I uh, have a little mixture of sometimes I do cl- collagen and uh, in water and a little bit of glutamine okay. and a few little amino acids. I that to help with uh, kidneys and my joints. So, okay, yeah, it's I like disgusting that. tasting, but it, it works.
0: That's all right. You know what? I think you, as you start to try different things, all of a sudden your taste really starts it's to, t- to change. Oh, you shit. learn how to love it. Yeah. Oh yeah, so. I know. I used to say like, oh, well, most people won't like this. It's disgusting, and I'm like. It's actually quite good. Yeah. I'm gonna stop I, I labeling same. it as being I, yeah, disgusting. Right. Okay. So, you know, we talked a lot about herbs. Mm-hmm. So do you prefer herbs? Do you do coffee? What is what's kind of a beverage that you feel like is like this is a ritual for me? Because a lot of people are yeah. coffee people. Yeah,
1: this, this is an herb. It's uh it's matcha. So I, okay. I I am a huge matcha fan. And I'll do like a matcha latte blend sort of thing, okay. you know, in in way we have a premix that I that I've used and uh, at ancient nutrition. And then my wife, she loves her espresso, right? So she does her espresso every morning. But for me, it's, I'm, I'm all about matcha.
0: Yeah. It's a whole experience, I feel like, you know, yeah, totally so is. I'm like, I- Spiritual. Yes. I, you know, there's, there, there are the spiritual triathlons and then there's, you know, your morning beverage. I'm like, that really defines a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what Completely. is your, okay. So what, what, what is yours?
2: I do chai. Uh, I love okay. matcha. Matcha is one of my favorite, but uh, I, I really, when I get too ma- too much matcha, I get a little too hyper. I don't know if my body can't get all the cat, but uh, when I do chai, I have to do cool, cold chai and I don't like cold stuff too much, but uh, I learned like from my rim, from my body type, it's like you don't need too much hot in the morning. So I do a cold chai and uh, that is my, man, if if I hit one in the morning That's after good. my glass of water, I'm, I'm happy, but I don't like sugary chai. It's just, I mean, if you want a milkshake, go get a milkshake. Yep. I want something that like you can taste the, the spices and you know, the grit. So, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay current book you're reading? Are you doing any, any, are you reading anything? Traction.
2: We had a book called Traction that was good. Um, And I've also um, been reading uh, another book. I started, it's called um, Love for Your Your Type. It's not live, uh, don't eat for your body type, but love your body for your type. And it's like a spinoff of the, um, you know, what type of blood type you have and what kind of diet. Uh, I was just reading it, starting to read it because they have some pretty good information about the immune system and about your blood type and what can cause huge amount of inflammation. I know that's just so geeky. Are you a but
0: nighttime reader or are you a morning reader? I like
2: morning reading. I think that's another thing that I'd really love to do, more spiritual practice. I would love to have an hour every morning um to, to read, like yeah. more, but I need to incorporate that.
0: I've been very inspired to read after being in the mastermind and I feel cool. like I have I ordered a lot of books right out of the gate and my husband was like I feel like you're a little aggressive with your with your, <laughs> yeah, yeah. your uh, expectation, but I know you're a big reader and you're yeah. always a learner. And I think that that's a really unique and an incredible quality. Are you? What are you currently reading and loving?
1: Yeah, I'm always reading quite a few. I, I try and read, I try and read like 20 books a year or so. He and I, and reads I do so much. I do, I love it. and I yeah. do a combination of you know reading a physical copy and then listening to an audiobook. So what I do is I'll read a physical copy in the morning, and then at night I tend to do an audio book. Uh, even while I lie lie in bed, and so I just read a great book by a pastor, John Mark Comer, and it's the ruthless Elim- elimination of hurry. And I thought that book great. was so fantastic. From looking at, we're, we you know we have too much hurry in our lives. It's that's actually really going back. There's a lot of ancient health perspectives in that in terms of you know living more minimalistic, spending on time on what matters. And so um, that's a great book, the ruthless elimination of hurry. I'm reading a. John Maxwell book, Uh, The Leader's Greatest Return. It's all about building leaders Uh, right now. That's great as well. I'm gonna read a book here with our team. So at Ancient Nutrition, our company, uh, we do leadership trainings every single month. And so the book for next month we're gonna be going through is gonna be a book by Mark Batterson called The Circle Maker. So it's about building your faith, faith over fear, you know, building your faith and praying for big things and taking action step in your life. So it's a great book, you know, for 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 vision and for for goal setting and for building your faith. And so that's great as well. And then, you know, I, I used to read a ton of health books. I don't read as many health books anymore. I don't want to say I, like I mean they're there I can always be learning, but I read more at this point, more articles on occasion medical journals, you know, and then and then more conversations with people here like, you know, Dr. Motley just, you know, talking yeah, I was thinking about seminars because I, I still go to seminars and conferences, but when I do, I like hearing the speakers, but just as much now, like I'll find someone here like Dr. Chris and him and I will just sit out in the hallway and just end up <laughs> just like asking each, other, <laughs> asking each other questions and, and, yeah. uh, about and, how you and, and learning that way. Yeah, that's right. Exactly.
0: That's so good. That's great. And I, uh, you know, I do think that what's um, really cool not to get on like a super tangent as we're kind of closing things out, but. Just seeing kind of the behavior, you know, they, they always, you know, the question isn't always, you know, what does the leader or what does somebody that you have seen have success like, what, what have they produced? But it's what are they doing every single day? So I think it's really cool, like, you know, knowing that you read in the morning and you do audiobooks at night, like, if you're looking for practical ways to start living healthy, Like, just start modeling the people that feel healthy. I mean, I think that's a great Uh step. Like, it's just, you know, finding out what they're doing on a day to day basis. I was not a big reader, but I'm like, I really want to grow in these areas. Like, I need to start finding some books. And now I'm going to find out what books they're reading and now I'm going to read them. So, this is what I'm doing. This I'm sitting here with you guys taking all the notes. But um I just appreciate so much everything that you are doing, the people that you are, really the values that you you live out. I mean, it's it's both of you are just incredible in, in that you live what you preach. And, you know, there's not a lot of people that probably get to see a lot of the behind the scenes, but you're very much. The people that you know just through and through you're exactly the same and you're very consistent and i think that that's why people trust you and i think that that's why you're experiencing health in the way that you are like you're thriving because you're you're in alignment and doing what you're called to do because you show up and you're consistent every single day in the small things
1: yeah and i want to say this too future episodes when uh, i know in the future we're going to do more, more co-hosting like this and but uh, i'm excited to share some dr motley uh uh, just uh <laughs> you know, habits and experiences. I'm thinking yes. about when we went to New York and and anyways, I don't know why you didn't bring any workout gear, but we made you work out anyway. We didn't did the yoga <laughs> class together. And, and yeah. We went and did what you know, and weightlifting uh, at Equinox in New York and hit up all the A B C anyway. So we got some stories coming yeah, up here on future podcasts yeah. here as well. So yeah.
0: yeah. That's the best note to leave it on, oh, yeah. I feel yeah. like yeah, all the great. all the interesting stories. But <laughs> hey, you know what? It's real life. I think that's what people want to yeah. no, that's just yeah. what they, they connect they with. So
1: Cool. Well, well, I want to say this uh, just just in closing. I Courtney, you're you're welcome to uh, close here as well. But I um I'm excited here for this new podcast format. Today we wanted to kind of make this more conversational and just kind of talk some big picture things. But in the future, we're going to get into a lot of deep training on natural remedies and herbs, essential oils that we talked about. You know, using food as medicine, the lifestyle practice, and having some great guests. Here on the podcast as well if you're not subscribed make sure to subscribe here to the podcast we're gonna be coming out with a lot of great things also we've got a new instagram page you can check out here as well and uh i'm so excited here to be partnered with dr chris motley courtney bursich and we're gonna you know be bringing you information every single week on how to heal using these ancient health principles
0: yep thanks everybody we're excited to have you join us